0: All right, BradCooney.com. I'd like to welcome in Nadim Lee, who was recently on The Voice over in the UK. Um, Nadim, pleasure to have you in. Thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure to be talking to you, Brad, and uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh,
0: definitely a pleasure to have you on board. All right, let's get into this. Um, I my first exposure um, to you was surfing through YouTube. I'm a big voice fan over here, uh, the, the American version, and I love to see what the UK is doing. I do I do that with the X Factor and some of the other shows, um, and I came across your audition, which I thought was just absolutely breathtaking when you sang uh, "Still Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For" by You Two. Um, so talk about that a little bit. Talk about how life's been since your appearance on The Voice.
1: Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously it was a mind-blowing experience. Um, It was kind of a bit of a roller coaster, you know, through the, the whole process of the show, um, and uh, you know, I was kind of quite quite glad that it went the way that, that it did in terms of um, the actual battle. I think it came across as, as quite a controversial decision, um, so I didn't really feel like there were, there were many losers. So I was, I was really uh, quite glad of the, the way that it was, um, you know, that I was betrayed. Um, but you know, since then, I, I guess for the first couple of months, it was, um, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty. big things sort of coming coming out of the woodwork, um, and I was kind of told just to watch Twitter and, you know, watch Facebook, it's going to go off and it's going to explode, and I got quite a lot of followers, but um, unfortunately none of those followers were, you know, uh, any sort of, um, you know, big kind of names or anything like that, so, um, yeah, it was a bit disheartening, and I just did what I, you know, always do, which is just take to the guitar and, uh, and just carried on writing music and performing gigs, um, but you know, what, what was cool was just the, the amount of local really sort of carried me through. Um, so, you know, that's what I've been doing since then, and um, I've been blessed to have, uh, to have found an, an awesome uh, record label uh, called Unit 6 Productions, uh, who I've just signed to for a two-album deal. Uh, we're releasing an EP, and we're going to be touring that uh, just after Christmas time.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. That's good news. Now, let's talk about that a little bit. You just mentioned the EP, and it's, it's supposed to be released in December. Um, I'm guessing it must be pretty close to wrapping up as far as recording, though.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've um, we're, there was about five or six tracks which we we kind of had uh, already prepared. There's been a bit of shifting around with the uh, the track listing, and you know, we just wanted to make sure that it was it was completely right. But yeah, we're we're pretty much done with it. Um, there's just a few few more weeks in terms of production and that sort of thing, uh, and then we'll, we'll launch it out in December. So we want to make we gave ourselves plenty of time because we wanted to make sure that this was uh, this was going to be really right. You know, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think you are going to be going to be really pleased. There's some you guys have probably heard if you've been on the uh, to YouTube uh, and some new tracks as well that, that I've kept secret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there won't be secret too much longer. Um <laughs>
1: now, not.
0: now where can the fans um, pick up the EP at? Can they get it on iTunes or where, where, where can they get it at?
1: Yeah absolutely it's going to be uh, released initially uh, through, through iTunes and then uh, we're going to be working on distribution as well throughout that too so um, if you go to uh, the Unit 6 Productions website uh, you'll be able to, to download it from there, but it's going to be mainly uh, released on iTunes.
0: Fantastic. Now let's let's back up a little bit. Tell me, um, why did you pick the song "Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For" by You Two uh, for the audition? How did you come come about picking that song? Well,
1: it's uh, it, the version that, that I do is it's been a, a, a kind of the version that I've, I've been using for a long time. Um, um, I kind of came kind across of that that version maybe about maybe about five or six years ago and uh, and started kind of uh, covering it from there mm. so it was a track that was already in the bag and um, I don't know to, to your listeners would be you kind of know about this but you get like a whole load of tracks um, which you have to choose from uh, when you go through the audition and that track was on there so I was mm. like well I'm gonna stick that one down straight away and this right. <laughs> uh, luck would have it that that was the one that they, they chose for me to, to, to play you know um, mm, okay. so I loved the, the kind of and unfortunately I didn't really get to, to do the full version. Um, right. It was only about, what, a minute and a half uh, of the track, so the, the full version is, is pretty cool. Um, so, you know, you get to hear that when, when you come and see me live, though.
0: Yeah, right, but, you know, I actually have seen the full version on the YouTube. Um, oh, great, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that really, really uh, good video. It's just you up on the stage playing it, and um, it's fantastic, and I love the fact... You know you know The part where you When you did the audition Like you said You only had 90 seconds um, yeah. But I thought You did very very wise How you Abbreviated this song Because you, you There's that one chord change in there I can't remember what it was That's really really yeah. catchy And I think When you hit the high vocal too When you hit that high note um, Danny O'Donoghue's like that. That's when his whole body language changed When he heard that Um talk about the the importance of, of the of picking the right song the right choice when you're auditioning
1: yeah well, it's extremely important you know, I mean, it's a tough thing to have to do. You know, I mean, there's so many songs out there, and um, you know, you want to make sure that you're getting a song that is going to show off your entire vocal range. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you've got a song that you can connect to. Um, you know, something that you you understand. You know, where that guy's been, perhaps who's who wrote that song, um, and something that the audience is going to connect with too. Um, you know, so it's extremely important. I mean, I've, I've done auditions um, for kind of shows like, like that before. I did some X Factor auditions and mm-hmm. things like that. And, um, yeah, you know, I did the kind of standard Ain't No Sunshine and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you, you just don't get like, the right feeling across. And I think when you're doing an audition, it's very important just in those few seconds to get everything that is about you out in that one song. Um, and mm-hmm. that, that can be really difficult to, to do. Um, so I, I was really kind of pleased with, with the song choices, you know, because it is so important. You have To get that
0: right. Absolutely. Now, I'm guessing it's very nerve wracking, and obviously, and and when I looked at your video of your audition, you even. You even kind of shook your hand afterwards, like a big relief. But you, <laughs> yeah, you let you let you let uh, Danny know how much how nervous you were. Um, what, yeah. what, was, what was going through your mind when when when, when Danny turned around? Because that's got to be frightening. You're praying that somebody turns around, and when he did, I, I, the the camera switched back to you right after he turned, and you could almost see your adrenaline was pumping. You could almost see some relief, but you were focusing really on on wanting to get the song right still. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean it, it, that shot kind of summed it up you know um i mean I, I it felt like i was out of my body during that that kind of whole uh, audition um i remember sort of focusing on the first sort a of couple of lines and, and making sure that i got that right but then after that it was you know like you say adrenaline kind of takes over and uh and it was almost like i was watching myself perform it was quite <laughs> a strange experience so um but i remember when the chair turned around that i didn't <laughs> around,
0: you know? Exactly. So, uh,
1: you know, I heard the chair go around and, uh, and then it took a couple of seconds before I could look at him. Yeah.
0: Now, you know, I believe, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I believe all the judges would have turned around. But if people don't, if for those who don't really watch The Voice frequently, they, they don't they don't understand that sometimes the judges have to be very strategic, especially later in the game, uh, when they have certain talents that they've already brought on their team. I believe if it was earlier in the earlier in the audition process, everybody turns around.
1: everyone kind of turns their chair i think if they hear a good voice then they all want to get onto it but uh i don't think it helped that danny basically threatened to kill it he
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You> really did
1: <laughs> yeah it was like if you turn around i'll kill you so yeah i think we all wanted to turn um and um you know i think tom jones was kind of into it as well but you know it was clear i think that you know uh, danny was, was the right coach for me so yeah
0: Yeah, Will I is very sneaky with that button too, man. He slides in there late at the yeah. last second sometimes.
1: Sneaky Willie,
0: right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Now talk about your experience working with Danny, man, because the script is one of my favorite bands over here. Um, they're very, very big in America. I love his music. Talk about that experience. Yeah, I mean again, it was
1: just kind of it was mind blowing really. I mean, once I got past the initial oh my god that's Danny from the script um, yeah. you know he's such a genuine guy um, I mean the first time that I met him kind of properly obviously it's such a whirlwind when you're doing the audition I just kind of got a, a brief sort of man hug with him and then kind of left him to it um, but uh, yeah we, we all met up um, for the first time about a week or so afterwards just to kind of you know meet the whole team, and uh, he's just so genuine. You know, he's just a real genuine guy. I mean, I'm, I'm I've got uh, great friends over in Ireland, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm used to the kind of Irish ways. And uh, he's just like any other kind of genuine Irish guy. You know, um, so but yeah, I mean, his experience has, uh, has really helped. You know, he's really taught me a lot in terms of uh, you know his work ethic, um, and also in, in in songwriting. You know, in just crafting hits. You know, mm. it's not a hit.
0: Also, his vo- to me, his vocals, he's, he's pretty, he's hes like, actually like you, you have a very unique sound too, a unique signature, and whenever you hear a script song, you know it, and that's key, that's very important for bands to, to stick out, um, and, and when you hear a script song, you know it, it's just like when you hear a U2 song, you know it, um, you know it's Bono. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so has he, has he helped you at all with, with that signature type experience, like to stick out
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, he has. He's helped me a great deal in kind of my my vocal technique and uh, and allowed me to Mm -hmm. kind of stay true to to my own voice. Um, I kind of got to the age actually where I started to discover what my own voice was. Mm. Um, I mean, in in my early career, you know, if I was singing a Michael Jackson song and end up sounding like Michael Jackson, Uh, you know, if I was singing a Paul Weller, nice having to kind of you know bend and, and sort of shape my, my throat in order to sound like someone else you know um so yeah. that, that's really helped and, and that's a really good point you know i think you have to sort of stay true to yourself
0: absolutely now coming up yeah. growing up in england um who were some musicians some bands that that you were influenced by coming up
1: sure yeah well i mean my my, my early influences were were definitely the jam um my my uncle was a mod in the uh, in the I grew up kind of listening to, to a lot of jam records, uh, but also my mum my was uh, heavily into kind of Motown and uh, early sort of Tam the Soul, you know, so um, I grew up with that kind of music going on, um, obviously a lot of Michael Jackson, uh, my dad was really into Bob Marley, so oh, had wow. a lot of roots in kind of, in, in black music, you know, and Cypress Hill kind of came out and just did that crossover thing, got, got madly into that, um, and Rage Against the Machine. So I've, I've got sort of quite a, a large, um, you know, sort of a plethora, really, of sort of musical influences. Um, but, but really, it's always been about, you know, soul music for me. And uh, that's really where, where it
0: all lies. What a mixed bag, man. A mixed bag yeah. of music for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so um, what, what, what's some advice some advice you can give a musician who's still playing on sidewalks and 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 playing for money in the hat
1: yeah um the only advice i can give is is the um you know through my own experience and and that is just to never give up um you know if you believe in what you do um and and you still get that connection when when someone kind of throws you know a a pound or or a dollar uh you know in in your case and you still get that that kind of connection and that feeling then, then View uh, because you know it's that that's going to take you where you need to go. Um, You know, music isn't, I don't know, it's promoted so much now about you know it's all about the money and it's all about uh, you know the cars and. Mm -hmm. and or if you're earning, you know, hundreds of pounds through through gigs and stuff like that, then Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, you know, to me it's all about that connection, so if you believe it in your heart and your soul, um, just keep going with it, because that's what will get you there
0: Great advice, man, now before I let you go, let's touch real quick on the EP again, it's going to come out in December what about tours, will you be touring that EP to follow it, follow the uh, release? Yeah,
1: we're already working on uh, on UK dates, so we're going to be playing all the kind of major towns and cities Um, I've got um, my man uh, trying to book some dates in uh, and obviously we'd love to come over to America um, yeah. and start sort of playing over there it's been amazing you know when you look on YouTube uh, some of the comments you know we've got people over in the Philippines uh, over in Europe um, obviously America and, and Canada that are just into it which has been really humbling so uh, yeah well, we're hoping now to kind of capitalize on that and, uh, and start, uh, start coming abroad and, um, and playing some shows for you
0: yeah well, we, we, we would be honored to have you over here in America I'm sure you'll grow a quick uh, a quick growing fan base with your style over here for sure now where can the fans uh, follow you on twitter can they hit you on twitter and facebook
1: that's right yeah uh twitter or facebook Either one, if you go to uh, Nadim underscore Lee, uh, and it's em and then underscore Lee, L-E-I-G-H, that's my Twitter account. Uh, And if you just go to Facebook under Nadim Lee Music, uh, you can do the same over there.
0: All right, Nadim. I always like to uh, give those who I interview an opportunity to uh, talk to the fans. So give me some closing thoughts for all the fans out there.
1: Give me some what, sorry?
0: Some closing thoughts. Give me some closing thoughts of yours to the fans.
1: you guys are making my dreams come true.